Welcome to Season 1, Episode 6 of Never Go Full Nelson. I am Nick Nelson, as joined uh, by usual by my father and co-host, Ben Nelson Jr. Hey, What's everybody. Up? Hey. What's up, man? What's up? Good, be- good to be back. Welcome, everyone. Yeah, yeah. That was, I felt like that was a long two weeks for some reason. That was like a little longer than I usually feel. Ah, uh, it was a long two weeks. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. No, yeah. Um, it... Uh, yeah, I mean, there'll be more. I think we're releasing the episode today as we're recording this one. Um, so it's like, we already know, you know, we're kind of like in, we, we're not, when it releases, it'll be in the past, but we don't have, we have no idea what's going to happen two weeks from now when this is the episode, you know, because I was just editing the other one, you know, for content, making sure it wasn't too long. And there was some political stuff at the end of that one. And, you know, I was going to, I was going to ask you, I'm going to be like, yeah, I don't know if we should just like cut that part out or just or what because like you know it but I, I listened to it and it's still pretty relevant even though we do know what happened now you know with the election and everything like that so do we, like, do we really <laughs> <laughs> i mean yes we do yes we do yeah 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 by the way as a society like, we know i mean yeah. for the most part 51 well, percent of us know <laughs> most people most lucid people actually know what happened but yeah. you know some people have their doubts as usual. Well, you know, I guess well, it's a, you know, yeah, I got, I mean, I guess that's a good thing why we have our host on or, or, or uh, a guest, a special guest on today. Actually probably might be able to answer some of those. Yeah, maybe they can, now. maybe he can help us. Maybe this will just be kind of like free. Do you, I don't think he does free stuff for, for, <laughs> I guess if we were just like, if we were disturbed enough, he would be like, yeah, I got to throw in here and help these guys. This is just too, way too much. Uh, he, he kind of a kind of a mercy doctoring there or something, you know. <laughs> anyway, hey, but you know, this the reason it's been a tough two weeks is because it, look at the world we live in, 2020. Right now, we have a hurricane knocking at our door again in November. What? Yeah. You know, and you know, we just got through with the most hellacious election, and I don't know ever, <clears throat> ever, yeah. ever, ever, and you know, and plus we were had to wait a long time to f- find out the results, which. They are results, but you know. Yeah, I mean, regardless of how you want to to spin it, it's they are results to an election. I mean, I, yeah, it kind of reminds me. It, you know, my brother had a hard time one time. You know, with a girlfriend, like once. No, I'd say one time, but one time that I'm talking about, <laughs> and was and she wouldn't leave. It kind of reminds me of that. You know, I mean, they broke up, <laughs> and so you know, she wouldn't leave. She was what she wouldn't leave the house, and my brother would come to work, and he'd be like a oh, dragon, you know. Uh, he's just and my my brother. He gets he gets thinking about something. He starts walking around the truck, talking to himself. Right, and we're on a job site. I'm like, dude, I got to do something. I got to help my brother do, out. Do, do you so want to talk to me? So I went home. Right, not a psychologist, but I can fix this, man. I'm pretty sure I can fix this. Get the fuck the, out! No, I went up there. Went up to his house. Right, he lived up this set of steps in this apartment. I don't know. You yeah. never seen it done that way. And I went upstairs there, and I said, point to her stuff. All of her stuff went down the stairs. I'm talking about couches, <laughs> sofas, personal stuff. I mean, everything. Now, this is past any kind of, I can't be liable for any of this. I think it's probably 40 years ago, legally. So I'm pretty sure it's past statute of limitations. I'll have to check on that one before you ever. <laughs> well, I, I think stuff went down the stairs. I think forty years ago back. that was. Con- I think forty years ago that was considered an eviction. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't the. I wasn't the landlord. So, <laughs> but anyway, so I threw all her stuff down the stairs, and that last armload, shoom, there she was at the bottom of the stairs. I was like, oh, you know, and she started laughing, which was great. Oh. 
Yeah, yeah. She laughed about she, it. But then she stopped laughing. <laughs> so anyway, this kind of reminds me, this political situation <clears throat> reminds me of that. Sometimes people just don't know when to go. You yeah. Know? I mean, you know, whether you're a heavyweight fighter, you know, that doesn't know when to really, like, you know, it's time. You know, some people just don't know. Most of it's just a human nature thing, I think, right? So no, I mean, I, let's. I mean, we have a guest, right? You want to yeah. introduce our guest? Or? Yeah, we do. We have we have our guest today, and uh, he is. You know, he, this is, these are these are things that I do want to ask him. So okay, well, this is Doctor Robert Cohen. Uh, he's a uh, neuropsychologist, a uh, friend of ours, and uh, he's a Facebook friend of mine. So this is the first time I get to actually talk and hear his voice and stuff like this. Robert, how are you doing, Doctor Rob? Oh, doing good, doing good. Thanks for uh, having me on. I've wanted oh. to meet you for a long time. Uh, ben, so this awesome. is uh, this is a cool opportunity. I know. Um, uh, we've I've, okay. we've I think we've been admirers from afar, way afar of our dad joke game. You know? <laughs> Your yeah, dad yeah. joke game is better than mine, I suspect. No, it's not. You are the pun master. You, I, I don't know. You, I thought I said he's got a computer program that's just finding him stuff like that. It, just it's called memes, Dad. It's called memes, and people find them all the time. Uh, <laughs> what? What? Tell me about what? this memes thing. What does this mean? <laughs> I'm a meme miner. I, I what, mine what do memes mean? <laughs> meme miner. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we've kind of uh, enjoyed each other's presence on there. And I think it's, it's true with a lot of people on Facebook when you're of like mind with people and you kind of hit it off right away. And it's like, oh, okay, you're my friend. You know, <laughs> Facebook friend, you know. And uh, that's the, how, how you're supposed I, to people you want to be friends with. Like we were talking the other day, yeah. like, like, why am I still fucking friends with this guy on Facebook? I don't even like that. I didn't like this guy in real life. Why don't I think why I, think do I, I feel obligated that. to stay friends with him? You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I, I think you can create uh, relationships. I think you can create, uh, you know, some form yeah. of relationship. So, I mean, I, it's, it's legit. Um, I, you know, it's funny because I'll say something to my wife and she'll say, your Facebook friend. And I'll say, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, you know, when when can I when can I call him call him friend? I don't know, you know, but it's still a good way to dis- I think a good way to describe it. And you're right, I've struck up some friendship. I'll go like with a little buddy or thing, Facebook friends with some really interesting people. You know, uh, I think when you're in trouble is when it's not reciprocal and you think it is. Exactly, that's always troubling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. I know, it's sad. I, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Rob. <laughs> I use my phone. No, no, I'm not. It, no, no, it, no, I'm not. It's unfortunate because, at least in this case, because I just um, recently got off Facebook after like yeah, seven years. Facebook, or, right? Yeah, eight, seven, eight years. So it's been about. A, and you uh, like deleted it too, didn't you? Yeah, because I, I can't even pull up your name or anything. Yeah. Uh, I went the full, full, uh, the full Nelson on it. <laughs> did, you, did you have to? Yeah. Did you have to like break stuff? And I mean, how do you get them to let go of you? It's really hard, and if you go to sign back in, you're back on business, so you, you just have to not sign back in. It's actually on hiatus now, so it's not technically... Yeah, they, they like keep it on a file. for. I saw that. I read about this. They put it on a file, and to actually get them to release your photos and a bunch of other bullshit, you actually have to... It's, I think you have to write them, and then you. it's like this whole process of actually getting withdrawn from the, the social environment there of Facebook. Um, That's a really good... That's a really good point, Nick. I'm, you know, that I've thought about a couple times, especially in my business. I, I've got a business Facebook page, and it's become the repository of all of these job photos and stuff like this. And I'm like, great. And and every once in a while, I think, wait a minute, I don't really have those. Yeah, uh, they're in the Facebook cloud, right? So that's a good point, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. 
we've grown to d- depend on that. Like that's ours. And it's like, it's only ours until psh, they decide it's not right. So, so, so I have decided that, uh, you know, when things settle down, everybody yeah. settles down a little bit, uh, that I would, I would do a, like a test uh, a rerun, you know, get back on and see if I could, uh, if I'd enjoy it. Um, but, but I, I think that, you know, in my line of work, um, you know, th- Facebook can be a liability um, yeah. because uh, because I, I work in forensics. I work, um, you know, in the court system. I work in criminal cases. And I'll tell you, the attorneys will will find everything and anything they can, mm-hmm. which is why, Nick, I changed my name. You yeah. remember, I don't, I don't won't say what it is, but you remember I changed my name from my real yeah, name yeah, to yeah, yeah, pseudonym yeah, yeah. Uh, for that reason. So... I mean, Rob, you did see that the the movie, the social dilemma. I mean, is that what made you kind of jump off of there? Because, like you mentioned, like as a neuropsychologist, I mean, like first of all, this this I gotta ask because I've talked to you about it before, and you know, I read your bio, and you know, I've been friends with you for you know for quite a, quite a while now, and I still don't really know what it is that you do. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> either. A, what does a neuropsychologist do? I'm right. I'm just. So, so the study of psychology is the study of behavior, uh-huh. right? Human behavior for the most part. And, um, and the study of neuropsychology is, is, is the study of the brain and its interface with behavior, which is to say everything. But when there are changes to the brain or changes uh, to the structure or through aging or through a developmental delay or through any any outside source, it changes behavior. It changes for good or bad. And so... Was that like the nature versus nurture bullshit or... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I would say typically neuropsychologists are asked to make determinations about what is the impact of this developmental delay? What is the impact of this person's ADHD on their crime? What is the impact of this traumatic brain injury on this person's <laughs> issue? What is the okay. impact of... Yeah. All right, Dr. Rob. Yeah. Phineas Gage. Yeah. So Phineas Gage, right? So Phineas Gage is a, is a fantastic study. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there you get right to the core. What does he do? Phineas yeah. Gage. Phineas Gage. T- tell, so, t- please okay, tell to, me so to ignorance like me, uh, what tell does that mean? Story. I don't know. Tell him a story. <laughs> so Phineas, Phineas Gage was a railroad worker who was working on tamping down uh, railroad ties. In the ties. 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. This wasn't last week. Yeah. And this railroad tied ricocheted back and it shot through his head. And it entered oh, one yeah, part I've of the seen, brain actually, and came through the other side. I've seen this. I actually, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, go ahead, though. And, I, and he lived, and and but but his family and his friends would call him, uh, you know, no longer Gage, or they would t- say he's no longer the person he was. His personality had a complete change because the rod had had penetrated through. He didn't hit any major artery, but it had penetrated through the right frontal lobe and through some of the s- central structures that control behavior and rage. Uh, through the amygdala and through the, the frontal lobes. So it was kind of like an easy way to describe how it doesn't take very much to, to although that's not a great example of not very much, but you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to hit the brain too much to actually uh, ch- have profound effects on people's behavior uh, in, a very, in a very quick way. Well, I mean, I'd like like strokes are kind of the same way too, right? As far as like damaging the brain and having a superly like like superly like in a crazy way affecting your behavior and stuff like that. And think about um, think about a traumatic brain injury as a brain injury that happens from the outside in. Yeah. Where a stroke is a tra- is a traumatic brain injury that happens from the inside out. 
Gotcha. So meaning that so a stroke happens when there's a blockage or there's a uh, uh, there's a hemorrhage in the brain and it causes tissue damage and there's bleeding out and it causes swelling and damage. And a traumatic brain injury is when trauma affects you from the outside in. Well, the, the only reason I said that was because I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and he he was he had a stroke and it like dramatically, like he he recovered from it, but his personality had changed. Like the 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 kind of darker stuff that he was kind of holding on to had had become extreme after the stroke, and he became an extreme version of that stuff, and he ended up killing his wife too. It was pretty crazy. The, the frontal lobes, uh, the prefrontal cortex, and the, the part that kind of orchestrates and, and executes what we want to do, it's also like a gas and brake. So if you think about uh, the, the front of the brain doesn't really necessarily make a decision, but it's sort of, it's like the smoothing. It's like, you remember back in the day, guys, when they had that commercial for uh, BASF? We don't make the paint, we make it brighter. We don't make mm. the crayon, we make it, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, the frontal lobes, the prefrontal cortex, at least, kind of is like modulates the brake, modulates the gas. How much should I do? How much should I stop doing? So by by damaging, let's say, the right frontal part of your brain, it can cause you to do too much. The gas is stuck down all the time. You're always going. You're impulsive. You know, you're you're rageful. You you don't you don't plan ahead. You don't think. You're impulsive. Where if the left side of the brain or lesions in the left side tend to make people, it's like their brake is stuck down. They can't they can't. They can't get motivated. They can't figure out what to do. They they don't have any uh, motivation. Um, I, I knew there was something wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> so right. So I mean, so, so 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 neuropsychologist to kind of bring that back is it's my job to figure out where you were at before, what the impact of the injury was, and then figure out where you are at now objectively with psychological tests that kind of measure how you compare to people your age, education, race, and so forth. Well, and depending on, I guess, there's some different opinions on how old this this field is, whether it's in the 1980s or whether it was in ancient Egypt, right? I mean, it's one or the other. I mean, they've been studying the brain for a long time. And I, being a fan of Carl Sagan, uh, the first I got kind of exposed to it was reading that book, Bracca's Brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, that that's what Bracca was all about, was that he was the one that I guess kind of discovered that, you know, specific areas had specific functions, did or didn't. Uh, and uh, I guess then it was this guy Lashley that came along and said, well, wait a minute, there's, he didn't call it elasticity like they do now, but there, but, you know, there was a recovery that happened that, that if you damage this part of the brain, well, the brain kind of recovered and allowed to, to, to do other things. So that's got to be really hard for you to guys to track down specific things. So are you kind of just focused on when it comes to whether it's athletic injuries or in the military or, you know, prison and the, the criminal, I mean, it's become a big deal, right? I mean, for yeah. you to try to figure out the extent. So I, I work in, I work in military. Uh, I, I actually am a captain in the, in the U S army. Um, thank you for your service. Serv- thank of you for course, service. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, and I, I serve as a behavioral health specialist. I work in sports uh, concussion work with Orlando City. That's my team. So I've been working with them for five years. I work in the criminal system f- as a defense expert for death penalty cases, for sex abuse, uh, sex crimes, for you know all, all sorts of federal federal cases and state cases. And then I do civil work. So I do you know what's the effect of this traumatic brain injury? Is this person legitimately injured? Or are they full of shit? Which um, right. depending on you know the the nature of the injury, I have to testify in court. And so 
I think, you know, ultimately it's one brain, right? But, but you have to understand the context when you're talking about uh, the difference between, you know, why did a person do a certain thing? When is a person ready to go back to deploy? When is a person ready to go play soccer again? When is a person ready to regain their license to drive? So, you know, there's different, uh, like, uh, points of entry. And yeah. you have to be very careful because you have a short shelf life if you screw up. Mm. Um, so, so neuropsychologists, just so there's a background, we are licensed clinical psychologists who have training and expertise in the brain behavior relationship. And, um, and so I am a psychologist. I do have therapy training, but I don't, I'm not a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, well, he's no use to us here. Let's just go. I'm therapeutic. <laughs> I'm therapeutic. Ben. I'm not. I'm not a therapist. <laughs> well, damn it. Yeah. Oh, I was, ther- was going to ask well, what the hell's wrong with me. I'm all about man. <laughs> Therapeutics. I need Where's, some. I had a beard, and I used to. You know, I. It's funny. Ever since I joined the military, not that long ago, you know, I used to have a, a, a beard. Not quite as. Uh, <laughs> robust not, as mine. Not as robust and, and serious. Yeah. 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 yeah no. <laughs> they, I, I can have no hair. So. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, so I, I don't know, you know, there's a lot of things going on right now. And even, and even as, a, as a psychologist, as a neuropsychologist, I struggle to understand because there's a difference in understanding groups of people and, and, and uh, trends mm. and understanding an individual person. Mm. Because with an individual person, I, I, I guess you can look at history and you can look at patterns and you can do that with populations too, but there's so many more variables if that makes sense. I mean, speaking of variables, I mean, do you think that social media, um, you know, especially like Twitter and Facebook, especially are responsible for a lot of like the divisions going on in the world right now? Cause I, I felt like, you know, as a, as a kid or even growing up as a young adult, you know, you, uh, there wasn't a lot of this kind of tension going on, as a social net structure. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like maybe, maybe, uh, social media is a little bit responsible for that. It's undeniable. I mean, the amount of technology, the amount of, first of all, the, the, the acceleration of technology and interconnection between lots of people is it, it, we've, our brains have not caught up to the level of evolution that this technology has done. I mean, we are, we still have the same brains essentially as we had a thousand years ago. But our technology has ramped up like a rocket ship. I mean, if you well, think I would it, argue that some have less, but you know. <laughs> okay. But but I, I, I would say, <laughs> I, I I would say that we are not we are not prepared, and I think the social media I think the social dilemma talks about this. We're really not prepared uh, to to fully grasp the integration of technology and uh, and human beings at this point. And I, and that's just an opinion I have. Um, and so we're struggling with that. How much is enough and to what extent? And we, we, you see there's addictions and so forth. But I would say that we are bombarded now by messages at a much greater rate, at a much higher pace, and, and conflicting messages all day long. And I would say social media is the best way to do that because it's constantly bombarding you with not only you know, other people's opinions, your opinions, uh, what you should have opinions about, uh, and connecting you with people across the, the world. Yeah, um, and, and now, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm terrible at keeping up with family and stuff. It's been a real good place for all of us just to have uh, the the online potluck together on just stupid topics here and there. I mean, I I know with dad and and a couple of people. I mean, like, um, I don't know, like like 
they were talking about on that movie, the dopamine button, right? And that's the treat, right? Um, I was thinking about it and I was talking to stuff about it. And I want to, dad, I want to get your opinion on this too. I mean, like that whole, like, cause I mean, we've, there are things that I do in my life where I kind of get that art and music, alcohol, cheers. Um, <laughs> um, but like, is there, you as a neuropsychologist, like, is that like, cause I've, like, I've been off of Facebook for a solid four days now and I, I'm not going, I don't want to go back. Honestly. How do you feel? How do you feel? I feel, t- I feel like I'm trying to quit smoking. And, you know, is there a way to positively replace that, like, kind of, uh, that, you know, w- with a healthy, like, a healthy cognition, you know, like, of, of dopamine versus, like, the bullshit, you know, like, little treat, you know? I mean. This is the problem. The brain doesn't really understand whether it's good for you or bad for you. It, all it understands is, is it's exciting. It creates a, a stimulus, right? Yeah, no, yeah, it knows what it wants. It knows what it wants. And it, and and sometimes it you want sometimes you want to feel it makes you feel but it doesn't you know you don't get to choose the problem is and I think it was brought out well but in the research and also in the movie is it makes you feel a lot of something yeah you know and it's intense and, well I was and, telling Steph yeah. I think people feel like they even though it's a kind of a false voice they feel like they have a voice on Facebook or Twitter especially I think because they're able to say their little thing and then they get a little audience and they feel like I think personally I mean that's why I post things sometimes I'm like oh I got a voice you know yeah well, I, you know in uh, where I where I've ended up at here kind of thinking about all this stuff and and you know on having being fortunate enough to I guess fortunate enough on this this time around the presidential election to having somebody that I consider to be a functional human being uh, won the race, uh, and I have some hope built up here. But you know, if I had a message to send to the to the Democrats or to, or to Joe Biden and to Kamala or whatever, and to everybody else that I've been trying to tell everybody that I know, I was like, okay, great. What will our number one pressing issue in in America right now? It isn't climate change. All these things are important: climate change and and uh, everything else, and and threats. If it were to do a threat assessment of the United States of America, guess what it would be? This problem right here: the problem that we have been taught to hate each other, and we like doing it. So if if there's an yeah, there's enemy, kind of if we have an enemy, from if we have an enemy somewhere, right outside of the United States, that wanted to do harm for us, it's so easy. You, all you got to do is throw a little nougat in there for them on social media, and they'll start hating each other. Well, and yeah, now, what do they say now on that? Yeah. we can't quit. We we can't quit. And I think the first step, maybe, would be for us for a broader realization. Uh, and I don't know how you get everybody on board on that because not only are our enemies outside, it's politicians have learned that that works, that keeps us in power. And so, how do you get them to stop doing it? And and I don't know. I you know I I think I that it's one of these problems, Rob. I mean, I think that you probably run into all the time. It's so frustrating that you see. Okay, well, I know what the problem is, and I know what the fix is, but the 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 elements of the fix. I have no power to control that. Well, it's it's taken on a life of its own. And I think that's part of the problem is that, number one, it's become an addiction. Number two, it's become a replacement for socializing, for real mm. socializing, especially mm. with this corona pandemic. And I think it's been a lifesaver and also a terrible thing for a lot of people who are, who are you know, staying at home. But it's not like they're getting a good replacement. 
Um, and three, I, I, you know, I think that it, I think it's unavoidable that we're going to have social media. I don't think we can get yeah. rid of social media. I mean, short short of a you know global catastrophe. You know, I, I don't think I think it's going to be around. To your point, though, Nick, what what do you do about it? Is it comes down to what I talked about earlier, which is modulation. But that's the problem with mm-hmm. any vice, which is how do you have one of those? I, that's okay, why I told. Okay that's why I told Steph. I'm like, I, am I going to do what I did with alcohol? Because I was, I was at the point not to fucking oust myself here. I wasn't getting drunk every night, but I was for you know, especially through my divorce and stuff. I was drinking every day. I might have had one or two drinks that day, but I was drinking every day, and I was starting to feel it, you know. And and now I, I, I like got to that crossroad. Was like, shit, I've been drinking for 20 years. Am I at the point now where I have to just say no booze? Or can I, can I, like you said, modulate it? Can I go to say, okay, well, I can drink twice a week and that's it. That's all I drink. And I did it for a year and I did it for a year and a half, you know, and I could feel myself kind of easing back. Oh, well, you know, it was three times this week or whatever. But I always kind of keep that in my, I thank God I wasn't so addicted to alcohol where I just, I had to give it up completely, but I feel like I'm going to have to do the same thing with fucking Facebook. You will. And so you have to ask yourself, and I think this is a really important time, and I asked myself the same question, and, and over the next couple of weeks, you need to keep track of how much you, you, know, you really think you're missing. How much are you really missing? What are you, what are you really not getting from Facebook? Because you know, I've, I've reached out to a few friends outside of it, and they've said, you have missed anything. You've not missed anything. Yeah. That goes along with what, like, I, my dad probably vouched for this. My dad used to say right. that to me when I was in a teenager or kind of dropping out of high school at the time. We would go out like every night, and my dad's like, "What do you, what do you think you're gonna miss? You're going out. What do you, you're not gonna. It's the same it's, fucking it's people FOMO, doing FOMO. You got serious FOMO going on. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, no, but 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 that's to your point. So it's like part of it is an addiction, right? And they talk about how there's intermittent ratio reinforcement and gambling and how you're waiting for that next fix. But but also you feel like you're missing something. I feel like I'm missing all my friends. Yeah, yeah. And, and, is is, and, is replacing yeah. that with something? Is that is that part of developing a, a different habit to replace? Yeah, yeah. It? Unfortunately, right. So you find one that is a more pro health or more adaptive habit. So like uh, we yeah, tell hopefully. people who are yeah, hopefully, and I never used to think of Facebook as being a bad habit, other than the fact that I was looking at it at the kitchen table. Uh, mm. My kids were, and then your kids model you. And, mm-hmm. and then everybody's sitting at the table and you're like, you're, oh, well, and you go back and look, you know, and so, but I found I had four more hours in a day. I mean, that's insane. Four productive hours. Now, yeah. so what I did was I did a little experiment where I went back on Instagram. I just went, just logged in. That was a huge mistake because I, now knowing what I know and watching what it was showing me, going down the rabbit hole and clicking, I, I eliminated it within an hour. I said, yep. so I, I, I can't do that. Unfortunately, I get like 99% of my business on Instagram, which is unfortunate. So it's like, unless I hire somebody or like Steph, have her take over my Instagram account. I'm on it. Well, so a, business, if a, a business account is, is different though. I yeah. mean, if you, if you use it for strictly business, you know, like you said, your Instagram account for, or, or my Facebook account for Nelson Marine construction, where I'm showing people, all I'm doing is putting pictures of docs on there. That's it. I'm, I'm, and, and you know, the followers I have want to look at them, and that's all it is. I'm not making any commentary or getting involved in any conversations at all. So I, I think that to a certain extent, some of that stuff, it's a useful tool for business or something like this. Absolutely. But I would argue that what sucks you in 
is the the political debate and all the other stuff like that and it's just it's well, just I love an what awful they use format yeah. for that. Oh. I love what they used on that movie when they described the difference between a tool and I don't even remember. Oh yeah, a product. A product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A tool sits on a shelf until you need it. Yeah, exactly. For free, if you're getting it for free, you are the you are the product. That's right. That's right. That's the line of the movie. But but again, and if you think about what happens is, and and if if an algorithm really understands what you want, it's only going to show you what you're clicking on, what you want, what you agree with, and then you create an echo chamber, and that echo chamber makes you more and more and more resolved in your feeling and in, in the way you think and and so there's no cognitive dissonance i mean you are purely you are purely you know set in stone and then you become angry and i can't i mean i in the last five episodes or four five episodes you've done i mean you've talked about these problems you've you know i'm not having therapy online but nick yeah. you, you know you've had a lot <laughs> you've had a lot of negative you know and i know that takes a toll on you because it is a yeah. real you're thinking about it. You're bringing it home with you. It's taking up space in your head. So it's like, you know, if you eliminate that, you're probably not going to have that feeling of intense rage. Uh, aside I from the to fact feel it. That, yeah, it's, in the, I, it's in the blood. It's in the yeah, DNA. It's, in, it's, in the yeah. <laughs> it's genetic. Yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, now with the, I'm with fucked the when it comes to that, both my sides of my family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, just, it just makes you, like you said, it makes you a, a more amplified version. Perfect something. example. Yeah. Perfect example. Therapy. My my I, my therapist also tells me all the time. Oh, Nick, you, you get angry because you replace all these other feelings and you replace them with anger because not only is it easier to go to, but it's a defense mechanism. Yada yada. And then I threw the table through the wall and I said, "What are you talking about?" I ran out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense one, to me. I don't know. Once it's done. You know, and when you talk about the, you know, that whole line of that reasoning, which is, it's true, you know, that the, the, the program has given you what you want. My wife, on the other hand, this is her solution to it on Facebook. She only subscribes to and looks at stuff that makes her happy and feel good. In other words, peace be, you know, peaceful things, cats and stuff. And so, you know what? It shows her exactly what she wants to see. I think she kind of broke it. The, she broke it, <laughs> uh, you know, because it's not like they can just kind of look at this. Doesn't this make you angry? Nope. Delete. Bye. It, she anything that bums her at all, at all, or makes her feel any sort of no. She does. She's not interested. She's like, nope. I gave that up. All she, you know, she's look at you know jokes, memes that make her laugh and stuff like that. I mean, she's pretty disciplined except for the whole Mary and me thing. She did pretty good, you know? So yeah, Go ahead you, know, you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know, that's a rarity. And my wife is actually not like that. My wife really got involved and got very upset. And I'd see her furiously, you know, oh. punching away. And I'd be like, well, who are you talking to? And she'd tell me, I'd say, why are you doing that again? And she'd say, this is bullshit. And, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, she'd get really upset and then not, you know, she'd get off there and, and she'd be like, what? <laughs> like, I'm a social warrior. I know. <laughs> now, now my, my wife is a psychologist. My wife is a neuropsychologist. She's an excellent pediatric neuropsychologist. And uh, she's not arguing about her field. She's arguing about political issues. Of course. Um, you know, but... but um, well, I see that you're a ge yeah. you specialize in geriatric stuff, too. So I thought that this was really an intervention, actually, yeah. but on Nick's part. I thought, finally, <laughs> finally... Nick has staged this intervention so he could have me, my, my cognitive abilities finally get to be examined. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm 
not going to be, you know, I don't need to be too political on this show. I think everybody knows where I'm at. But, um, uh, you know, it, what really struck me as funny was, uh, and, and, you know, look, let's face it, Trump does funny things. I mean, it, you know, take away. I mean, that's one way of putting it. I wouldn't call it funny, I, but I, 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 it makes you, you wonder you, if he's really stupid or if he really knows what he's fucking doing, he, man. He, you got to laugh he's, at some of it. He, he's he's a a he, it's hard to make fun of him. He makes fun of him. I mean, he is such a, um, he's like a cartoon character come to life. I mean, I think he, you know, look, for whatever. So uh, when he took that, the cognitive test, you know, um, <laughs> you know, and I give that test, you know, and, and, oh. and, and not, what, how he described it is nothing the way it is. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know. We, what we is the cognitive it. test? I mean, what is, I mean, what's, I don't even know what the, is it just to see how well you're fucking functioning? I mean, uh, mentally or? It's a, it's a, it's a mental status exam, right, that you give to pretty much everybody. There are a couple of versions of it. But the most sensitive and probably the probably the most helpful we have, the fastest but most sensitive is something called the Montreal Cognitive Assessment, the MOCA. And uh, that's what he had. And um, what is it for, it, though? Why would you it, take it, this? Well, it is it was initially designed to be able to differentiate between people who had normal cognitive aging mm -hmm. versus people who had mild cognitive impairment versus people who were having early signs of dementia. So so this is the one know, with this is the one with the clock. Yeah, well, there's several with a clock. This one also has a clock, yeah. but this is this one has, and it also has 30 points. But it's looking at different. So there's looking at executive function, language, memory, um, you know, visual spatial functions, and abstract reasoning. But it's pretty short to give. Um, but it's a it's a legitimately difficult test. So if you do well on it, I mean, legitimately difficult for a screening measure. You yes. know, when I do a test on someone, it's it's six hours of testing. Oh yeah. Um, you know, so this is just to brag that you did well in the MOCA means, well, congratulations, you're not, you're not, you know, demented. But, but that doesn't mean you don't have any cognitive problems. If that was the case, that's all you would need and that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. And from my personal experience, not that I've taken it yet, I will. So everybody, everybody's going to have to take it someday, sure. I, I imagine, or, or should. Uh, my mom had uh, dementia, some dementia problems. And so, um, I had a, I had a hard time. Yeah, my gra uh, next yeah. grandma. She has uh, it. <laughs> yeah, well, now she does full blown. Now it, this, yeah. it, and I recognized it, and my sister recognized it first, and we kept trying to talk to her her medical doctor about it, and her medical doctor was like, "What are you talking about? Divorce is fine." I'm like, "No, no, you you only see her under certain circumstances. You don't ever push her. You don't ever try her to get her to function as a human being. You're just asking how was your day? What hurts?" You know, and, and so I said, please, please, is there, and I didn't know anything about it at the time. I said, please, and there are a little, little test. And so he gave her that test and he was stunned. He was stunned. He said, he was like, oh, I had, and he asked me to come in because I brought my mom there and he says, can you come in for a minute? And so he showed me what she did on the clock. She couldn't, what Nick, what it is, is you draw a little round circle and he said, uh, put the hands on the clock and all the numbers on the clock and then show me, you know, quarter after three. Right. Mom, mom couldn't draw the clock, and 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 plus a whole bunch of stuff. Didn't she like right. call him later too that night at like three o'clock in the morning? Uh, <laughs> and oh, then he was well, like, "Okay." <laughs> I could tell stories all day long about what my mom has went through with dementia. It's it's a it's frightening. It's terrible. No, it's terrible. It's, it's a frightening. It's uh, I won't even call it a disease because I think that's a that's just a coverall, right? Dementia is just kind of a coverall phrase, right? Right. So dementia, it means you have a progressive uh, decline in cognitive ability, but Alzheimer's disease, right? Right. That, that, that is a specific type of dementia, the most common type. And what's so sad about Alzheimer's type dementia is that it attacks the temporal lobes, you know, the, the sides of the brain, 
they look like little fingers on the side of the brain, and that's where you make new memories. And so while people with uh, early dementia can have normal conversation, they look physically normal, and they can socially cover, you know, when you're like, hey, how's it going? Great. And they don't, there's not a lot of uh, obvious problems. They have a hard time making and storing new memories. So they can yeah. remember who you are at first, but then if they, they don't remember what they had for lunch or what they had yesterday. Yeah, that's yeah. where my mom has got, gotten to, and she's in memory care now. And uh, But she's she's gotten to the point where her long-term memories have become boggled. Uh, she'll, she'll confuse where she is. Uh, and plus... Uh, it's hard to make a conversation with her now. She she recognizes me, knows who I am, knows who everybody is. And I come in, why why am I here? Why am I have to stay here? And then I'll be like, hey, it's uh you know quarter after one. What'd you have for lunch today? Nope, nope, nope. She's uh, she's done. The yeah. disease spreads out in the brain from the temporal lobes eventually to the parietal to the. Frontal. Are these lesions? Do you describe those as lesions or what? What 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 is uh? So so what happens is in the cell in these neurons, there is a plaque that builds up uh, outside this cell wall that is, it's, a, it's called amyloid plaque. In fact, the, unfortunately, the newest medicine that they were looking to come out with, uh, aduzicumab, I'm, I'm going to butcher the name, uh, didn't find clinical efficacy with the FDA last week, but it, it, they still may pass it, uh, but it's there to remove that plaque from the brain. But that plaque accumulates and it stops the neurons from firing and and and, and so that is irritating to the brain and inflames the brain. And then inside the brain, inside the cell itself, there are these neurofibrillary tubes that break down, tangle, get twisted up. And, and that eventually uh, the, the, the cell has, has what's called apoptosis, which it, 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 the cell explodes, where it implodes, mm. it dies. So you have, cell, you have neuronal death, cell death, and so the brain begins to shrink on the outside, the, the cortex. It's unfortunate because um, you know, the only place in our brain where we really make, you know, we can make new cells, where we actually grow new cells, make new cells, is in that temporal lobe. Mm. That's how we make new memories. I mean, by, by basically creating new pathways. Um, and when that starts to go, um, and, and, and that's not to confuse it with normal aging. Yeah. Even though, you know, at, over the age of 85, about 50 to 60% of people have cognitive decline. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have Alzheimer's disease, but it is the most common form. There are several different types of dementias, and, uh, and but it is the most common. So that clock draw that you see uh, is is not just a test of memory of what a clock looks like, but it's also a test of executing. How am I going to draw this clock? Where do these numbers go spatially? And then what do I do with these hands? And how do I represent this time? So it's a lot of executive kind of planning and reasoning and also visual spatial. You see some people will draw the circle and then they'll draw the numbers outside the circle or they'll draw the hands, one hand, they don't know where the hands go. So it is a very sensitive test, but I would say it's, it's not specific. It doesn't tell you what's wrong. And these cognitive tests we do, um, you know, the reason we keep them so safe, the reason we don't give them the people to practice is so we can use them and they have efficacy. Otherwise, if you got it and took it home and practiced it, you came into my office yeah, I'm good at ground clock. I can draw a yeah. lot of clock. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask you, Nick. I'm sorry to kind no, of go ahead. Take over this conversation a little bit, but no, I'm ahead. old, so I'm interested in this kind of stuff. <laughs> so, but uh, but the, I think a lot of people. I mean, the 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 kind of like the 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 wisdom that's out there is use it or lose it. Is there anything to that? You know, to me, I mean, this is what my wife and I we always notice with. Uh, my mother and uh, in her and I know it's hereditary a lot. Some people do, some people don't. 
But her dad, my wife's dad, just goes, goes, goes. He hasn't stopped working. He's 82. He's He does a sales job. He will not quit. And the guy's sharp. My mom, she was one of these retired at, you know, 55, kind of like this and that. I, she literally quit working at anything. And I mean, not playing cards, not socializing. Do you think that that's a contributor? And there is a way if you if you work at it, you'll at least way slow it down. Do you think? It, it, it absolutely. It's actually proven. There's a book that just came out that one of my closest friends just wrote, and it's a fantastic book. We actually just did a podcast uh, on it um, or, or a, a webinar on it uh, a few weeks ago. It's called High Octane Brain, mm-hmm. and it's all about what we know about the, the behaviors that we can do, whether it's through diet or through exercise or through staying social, that has proven to keep people's brains active. Because why would your brain maintain these neural connections if you're not mm-hmm. using them? It, it just, it basically sheds them off. But it doesn't cause Alzheimer's, but if you have it in your genetic loading, it just kind of like, it's like a fast pace. Does alcohol it, increase that also? Alcohol is... You know, because I know alcohol is attributed to some degradation of the brain, right? It, I mean, it, it is. Well, it helps. It it is a neurotoxin, right? Because it's a small molecule gets through the blood-brain barrier, yeah. and it does. It it does actually. We see in people who are chronic alcoholics, Cheers, their brains do shrink. <laughs> they do shrink down, and then you know, and then and then when people stop drinking, they plump back up. But it's not just the alcohol, but what the alcohol can do to your body. So, like in like a, a Korsakoff situation where you're. You drink a lot of alcohol and you lose too much thiamine, uh, and and then you're deficient in certain vitamins, and then that causes uh, sort of a dementia-like effect. Okay. Um, but 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 I mean, look, we all know people who smoke and drank into their 80s, and they yeah, they they'd find. True. You know, the question always comes down to what is the quality of life that you have? Like, are you are you happy with? It? Are you doing what you need to do? And are you happy with it? And if not, you know, could you have done it better? But to your point, Ben. Um, this book, uh, High Octane Brain, which is on Amazon, it just came, it's a great book, um, talks about these, what they call them, super agers, people who live, are living into their 80s and 90s, and they're still doing everything. Mm. And we're trying to study their brains and figure out what, what they did. And, and so it's, it's got these little vignettes to talk about it. Um, but we know certain diets are definitely higher in antioxidants that seem to help slow down degradation and, and slow down the onset of when you might get Alzheimer's disease if you're going to get it. Uh, the number one, we, we see exercise and particularly um, cardiovascular exercise hmm. seems to be um, very helpful. Not not high impact, you know, where you're killing your knees and stuff, but but keeping that heart rate up, you know, so many times per week, um, it, it seems to flush things out. Sleep is it, like, it, it's incredibly important. And what's really fascinating about sleep is they found that when they were looking at rat models, they couldn't figure out why we sleep. Uh, we know that we need sleep for some kind of restoration, but why? But you guys know, and I know, that we could sit around all day and do something really difficult and not expend a lot of calories and not do a lot of muscle movement and be exhausted at the end of the day. Conversely, we could be out, you're working on a dock, you're doing work, but you're not really thinking too much, you're having a good day, and you be fine when you get home. It looks like... That's why tattooing can be so uh, fatiguing sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it has to do with how much brain power, because the brain metabolizes sugar faster than almost anything else. And it seems like what we were finding is when, when you go to sleep, um, there is something that happens where the brain actually flushes out toxin, flushes out the, 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 the debris and the plaque and things that it needs to do. 
and that when you don't get restorative sleep, you don't go through those cycles, it builds up and builds up. And as you know, as you've probably heard, if you deprive someone of sleep for a few days, they become, they become psychotic. Yeah. So what's yeah. the mechanism? The mechanism appears to be that you have this buildup of, 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 of chemical in the brain that needed to be flushed out. They saw in rat models how when the rats would go to sleep, the, 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 the arteries uh, would become wider. And, so, and, and they would see more, have more blood flow. So, so we're thinking that perhaps you know, it's a cleaning process. And so the question is, if, you, if you're sleeping three hours or four hours a night and you think that's good for you, it's probably not. And so let me get this straight. So just so I can clarify this, I'm probably <laughs> fucked is what you're saying, right? I don't sleep at all. I eat terribly. I don't exercise. And it runs in my fucking... <laughs> no, listen. Jeans. There's still time, Nick. There's still time. Well, There's still time. and it is, it's funny, but it's also, you just need to know that uh, lots of people in this book, specifically Dr. Brown, Dr. Michelle Brown, uh, who, who wrote the book, you know, she says like you can. Al- it's always a good time to step in and do it. You can always reverse a lot of that, um, especially like in your forties. I mean, I'm in my forties, yeah. and, uh, and and and. Well, Rob, you're a lot yeah. better shape than I am. So, <laughs> well, I I will tell you, it's you guys are both in better shape. Wait, than are I you am. talking waist size, or are you talking in your forties? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm, 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 I'm my waist size is in my. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm a, yeah. So. Funny enough, uh, one of the reasons I, when I was doing the pros and cons list of joining the military in my 40s, um, when, when really you shouldn't, they don't really want you in there after you're 38. Yeah, John, uh, my friend, my friend John yeah. joined the, uh, what is it, the the Navy divers at 38. Wow. Or no, he was 36 when he joined, 36. What, the SEALs? No, the they, Navy divers and Navy SEALs are almost the same, but Navy divers are the guys that take in the SEALs underwater. Like they're the oh, ones that okay. go in with them. It's pretty cool, but but one of the benefits of being, uh, and I'm in the guard. One of the benefits is that if you if you don't stay in shape, they kick you out. I mean, the the, the new physical standards they've changed the the physical fitness test. I don't know if you've heard. It used to be called the Army Physical Fitness Test, the APFT, and they realized that this doing the sit ups and the push ups and the the what do they do? Sit ups, push ups, pull ups, and pull ups, pull ups, chin ups. It, it it predicted combat readiness like. 20%. Like it just yeah. didn't predict. Mm-hmm. So now what they've changed to the army combat fitness test is much more like dynamic things like dragging a guy off the field, throwing weight over your shoulders, uh, you know, holding weight and, and, and doing different things with it, pulling up body weight. So, uh, and, and, and let me yeah. guess and run away is run away. Run away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's great. It's predictive crazy. survivability. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, I did it this weekend. I, I, I practiced it this weekend, and I actually leave for uh, for um, what's called the Basic Officer Leadership uh, uh, um, Training uh, this week. I go for a month, so I'll be gone for a whole month in uh, in mm-hmm. officer school. But um, yeah, they really they they really want you to be combat ready at all times. So that so they they if you don't pass your test, it's it's a pox on your uh, your your group oh. and on you. So you're um, a captain in the army also. Um, and I guess I got a question about that, you know, like with all the tensions and everything going on and, you know, like the weird stuff that kind of politically that's happening right now, you know, in the air. I mean, is are, are, is anybody talking about like what happens if he doesn't, you know, leave or, you know, is anybody, cause it, it, is anybody like 
discussing it or is it like ever on the table, you know? Because I know that the um, military made it perfectly clear that they're not going to get involved, you know, with any transition of power. And, you know, right. I, I, well, I don't know. Then, I mean, it, what, what, is, what is the air like there, you know? And so I, let me I just, tell, let me just tell you this. One of the cool things about being in the military um, is that the adage that I've heard, there's a lot of adages, but one of the adages that really is strong for me and I think is, is imperative in the military is, I don't care if you're blue or you're red or whatever, all you guys are green. Mm-hmm. We're, we have to be a team. It doesn't matter. We don't talk about politics. We don't talk about religion. We don't talk about sexual orientation. We don't talk about, we don't talk about that because you, I need to know that you have my back and I need you to know that I have your back. And I don't care. It, it, the, the brotherhood or the sisterhood of this, you know, is more important. So, it, and, and not to sound like we're some kind of automaton, but that is so important that there's hum, this homogenous sort of like, we're just going to get the mission done. We're going to work together. We're going to get it done. Um, I, I can. I work in the medical detachment, right? Yeah. So I'm not. I, you know, I I am there to help people. So if if there's a God forbid there was ever you know a, a natural disaster where I need to be deployed or mobilized, I need to be there to help whoever, whenever. I assume, Nick, though, to some degree, that the answer to your question is it really depends on who is legally in power at the time. And and to what degree, you know, is there a clear and present danger? But but again, um, that is way, way above. And I know that I can just tell you this being I, I just got back tonight uh, from from drill. And, um, you know, I, I worked with a lot of soldiers, um, saw a lot of people for these uh, health assessments because we want to make sure they're ready for deployment. And there, I heard nothing at all about any politics. So so. So I think that there's mechanisms in place. Everybody should talk. What if he doesn't do this? What if he doesn't do that? I, yeah. I, I don't empower the guy for by saying that. It, it, he's going to slip away in the night anyway. I'm not worried about it. But uh, I I think that, you know, there's all kinds of other people there to take care of stuff like that, like park police, you know, federal marshals. I mean, you know, the the uh, and everybody knows the system call it deep state, tell you whatever you want. I'm all for a deep state, no matter who's in power, because those are the, the professional uh, people there who know, uh, those are people who are professional people who know what to do next. Yeah, I, Nick, I, I, we, we need to make sure we have, um, I, I mean, the military, I think, need, needs to make sure that we remain as impartial uh, as possible. And um, I don't well, know, yeah. Obviously, I don't. I don't think that you know the military should be getting involved in any potential what would be classified as coups or anything like that. I'm just more concerned of, you know, if the com the commander in chief, right? He's the one that kind of dictates what our our military is kind of going to be doing. I mean, obviously there are military generals and whatnot, but that he is the commander in chief. I and, work for him. Yeah. Uh, what what my you know i guess the concerns that we're having is like you know say say all you want you know that oh well you know democracy is is going to prevail and the you know the deep state will take care of it or whatever i'm i'm you know me and other people that i've noticed you know and even people in the news it's this like weird on om, om, ominous air uh like this feeling in the air of like i mean what he he is literally taking every extreme and said, okay, well, most things that we have in a president 
you know, uh, is, you know, on a, the buddy, buddy system, you know, honor system, you know what I mean? And, and he has shattered all of that just with, with, I'm going to do what I want. I don't care if it's supposed to be something I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I don't care if it's unspoken. I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah. Presidential and, norms is what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. And, and he, and he has proven time after time after time again, that he is not going to stand on what regular presidential norms are. So, I mean, my sense of this as as a psychologist and also um, just by what I've been seeing is that my general sense, even though it feels like the country is split in half, it really isn't, but, but, I, I, but it feels that way. And I really think that as a whole, people do not want to fight with each other. I really don't think they want to fight. I think they want to get up in the morning. I think they want to have their cereal. I think they want to go, hey, Bob, and, you know, and I think they, they, they don't want to have this problem. That doesn't mean they agree with everything you say, but we never do. Even you and I and the three of us aren't going to agree with everything. But, but you know, when you think about the civil unrest, there may be some people that, that throw a few things and do a few things. It's like saying that all BLM, you know, folks are, are violent or breaking things. I think that what, what I expect to happen is I think people, especially after this, the speech last night, uh, and I was watching Fox. I watched Fox News for like three hours because I really wanted to get a sense of like what were people thinking. I think mm. people just want things to go back to normal. To be quite honest, quite honest. Yeah, things have been so goddamn unnormal for so fucking long. Well, you know? and, and think about this, Nick. You know, and and Ben. I, I mean, I know you think thought about this. You know, what would what are, what would people be fighting about? What, yeah. So what would you? So what would you? So like, let's say for example, play out that thought. It's like, all right, man. I don't accept this election result. I'm fighting with you. All right. So what are we going to fight about? Uh, keeping uh, this guy in power. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't have any control over that. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, do you? So, so like, is anything that you or I going to, so I guess the thing is like the people who, who, who really pull the strings and who handle this transition of power, there's a lot that's like 50 levels up and, and, and I think they're going to get it done no matter what. It seems but like I, they are, man. They're moving forward. I, I, but the Biden campaign is moving forward. Everybody, everybody seems to be moving forward in a specific direction yeah. of transfer of power. It's just, you know, like I said, and it's just un- some. There's some uncomfortableness. Of course, this is a very uncomfortable time. <laughs> but I think, I think, uh, I get a sense that that that, there, and of course, there are people who don't want it to be comfortable, and there are people who are very angry. Um, but I think that at least. If it's rhetoric, it's rhetoric. But I think, and I will go on a limb and just say that what Joe Biden said in his speech, I thought was very, very good. I think it's been, uh, it's been. I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm going to be honest here. I, I'm not. Sure. I'm not a huge fan of Joe Biden personally or Kamala. But I, I do. It, it, it was refreshing to hear some a complete sentences and b uh, some true kind of leadership. You know, it, it's we've been needing to hear somebody say some nonpartisan things for a while now. No, and what you're seeing is exactly, you know, and I, it's, that's exactly who he is. I mean, so just, just like everybody talked about, that's just Trump being Trump. That's Joe Biden being Joe Biden. That, that's what he's always been good at. He's always been good at building bridges between people over there, um, you know, on the other side and stuff like that. That's exactly what needs to happen right now. And I know everybody tends to say like, Hey, you know, the hell with those guys. They never, you know, they took everything from us. But nope, that's that's not who he is. And he realizes that he is the president of the United States. He's sincere. 
And, uh, and I think that that's not only refreshing, it, that's where we got to be. Yes. Um, I and, agree and, with you. Uh, yeah. And, and that needs, that needs to become the norm, uh, at least for God for four <laughs> years, please. I heard I heard NPR talking like they they raised the question. I'm like, don't even say it because he's going to hear it and he's going to think he can do it. Uh, of what happens when Trump runs again and four years. From now, Go ahead. You know. Go ahead. It's fine. I, I you know I think he's going to yeah. have his own network, but um, yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I, I you look. Um, most people would like to have equilibrium. I think he, us as humans, we like things to be to kind mm. of be in the middle. We want it to be in the middle. I mean, we, we might go outside of the middle, but but it, you can't live your life that way for very long. And I think as communities and small communities and culture and uh, groups, we, we, we want things to be copacetic. I mean, that's just human nature. Um, yeah, I think it's it, like it, the yeah. tribe mentality. If you live in a tribe, you right. kind of want right. things to be normal. Well, well I don't want to, I don't, yeah. oh, go ahead. I was going to say, well, you go outside, you know, and you go to the store and yeah. other than people who are, you know, anti-mask or, or, or super, you know. You know, other asshole. We call them assholes. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> other than other than that, <laughs> look at the dictionary. Oh yeah, it is. Oh yeah, yeah, it is an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I had a guy say to me the other day. I was staring at him because he didn't have a mask on. We're and he's standing in line, close up to people, and he he looked at me, and I was looking at him, and he goes. Oh shit! I forgot my mask, dude. I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize. And he well, got this out of line. cool about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't say a word. I just looked at him, and he looked at me, and he's like, "Oh shit, my mask." Hey, left, is, huh? it, is it just me or has that, that's kind of really died down a lot, hasn't it? I see a lot of people wearing masks a yeah. lot. I uh, mean, I think it depends on where you live because like yeah. when I, I took Steph to go vote in Lake County and uh, yeah, uh, at that polling place, nobody was wearing a goddamn mask. Oh, geez. So, you know, I think it depends on where you, where you live in at the time, you know? Um, not to, I, I, you know, I know we dig into a lot of politics and I, I didn't want to... Smash so into, you know. I know that you have a military job, and you know you're 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 you've you've got these. You know you can't be putting a lot of your opinion out there as far as a lot of this stuff is concerned. So I do want to end on a lighter note, you know, with sure. you because you're you're a fun guy and you're funny too, you know. And I I just you know I wanted to kind of lighten it up a little bit, you know. I mean, unless there's anything, is there anything that you got from? Him? You got any loaded questions from him or anything? Put them on the spot. No, nope, no, nope. oh no. If you left us, <laughs> we'd be talking about uh, uh, Braca and uh, and. Uh, in in different kinds of scientific stuff, so yeah, that would yeah. that's I not like a good sell. Kind of. You always have me on another show. We can always do another show. I mean, I I I, uh, I love and I, and I love to hear uh, dissenting views. I love it because because the more I learn, the more I realize we, we don't. I mean, you know, we love describing things, right? We love describing, yeah. but we don't really. We're still beginning to understand the mechanics of how these things work with with brain function. I mean, well, and that's what I, you know, you mentioned a while ago about, um, you know, doing some tests and stuff like this, and you were talking about, you know, uh, older active people. You know, they keep going. Well, is that because they're older active people? They is it because they can, or are they like that? Because, because they've been they, like that. <laughs> they've been because they're doing that. I mean, that's just it. I mean, it's it's one thing to say, "Wow, fit people seem so fit." Right, right. <laughs> is it right. because what? <laughs> yeah, they're fit. Yeah, because they're fit people. They're fit people, that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So chicken egg, so, chicken egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Causal uh, causation. Yeah, I mean, I always uh, uh, that's one of my favorite things to muse about when I talk to people. You know, like we've had five thousand people and. 4,000, all 4,000 who ate eggs are weight, they live 10 years longer. Correlation, okay. causation. I, I always you know, go, right. 
okay. You know what that means? Nothing. Kind of. No. That means they like a lot of eggs. No, (laughs) it's 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 an it's an interesting thing. It's and I think like you were talking about some of those tests. It's a starting place. It's kind of like okay, let's let's point at that for a little bit, you know, and drill down. So the scientific method, I think that that where you're at in in neuropsychology right now, the it's such a complex thing with correlation and. Yeah, yeah, you're just Sometimes. getting started. It's got to be really Sometimes. exciting, man. It's you know, you have exciting. to say, so in a court of law, you know, they have to say, is it, it because you really can't say this is, this caused this. So what we say Definitively, is, yeah, right. We say, is it more likely than not? So is it 51% or greater more likely that this caused this or not? And if so, yeah. what is your methodology? And, and, and we're challenge your methodology and, and talk about that or, or support it. Um but, you know, what's really fascinating to me is monozygotic twin studies, which it's really funny. And I, I just have to pull it back a little bit. Uh, the, rate, the way that I met uh, Nick and Neil is because I decided that, uh, you know, many years ago, I thought I would get, go into the military. And then I decided against it. And I said, well, I'm just going to go get it. I'm just going to get a tattoo. And it started this like this little thing. And then and then it, and then it you know, it, it, it kind of it branched out, you know, yeah, that was all Neil, yeah. Other, yeah, yeah, it's all Neil, right? So, so when I walked in, I remember going to the bathroom. And when I walked back out, Neil was at another table, and uh, and I walked. Didn't you like over. walk up to me and start talking to me or something? Yeah, I walked. Up, <laughs> I walked up to this guy, and I'm like standing there, like, "Oh, you wanted me to move?" And Nick just kind of looked at me. He's like, "Huh? I don't know." And uh, and then I looked <laughs> great, over. Great and imitation, and Nick. Guy. By the way, <laughs> huh? at the, huh? when I first met Nick, you know, he he was he was more a little more pensive, you know, a little more kind of brooding and uh, and and you're and, and and I just remember I was like looking at the two of you guys. I'm like, oh, what an idiot, because you know. No, people don't introduce. I'm sure people don't say hi. You know, my name. Hi, is I'm Nick. Nick. My By the way, Neil. over there is my twin. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not me over there. Yeah, that's not, yeah. That's that's not Nick. <laughs> How did you get over there? It's like yeah. Schrodinger's cat, you know. So, um, so, uh, so uh, anyway, I found uh, we find in psychology, twin studies are fascinating because it what it, you're looking at here's a here is a a person that is genetically identical. Right, but but for some reason they're they're not they're genotypically identical, but not always phenotypically identical. Different pilots, man. <laughs> uh, different pilots and yeah. and, uh, and 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 different environments and, and sometimes yeah. right. Yeah, no, we definitely so, had different experiences. I mean, I I, I always t- not to interrupt you, but I, I always tell people all the time. I'm like, th- I don't know if they did it. I'm, I'm pretty sure they did it on purpose, but I don't know what their reasoning was. I thought they were going like like Neil and I were going to gang up on everybody and take over the class or something like that. <laughs> But I never shared one class with Neil. And I remember that, once, that, once that we was... had PE together and they were like, nope, get him out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You, you know why that was, right? It wasn't because they were trying to do anything scientific. They just didn't want both of you in one class. <laughs> they didn't want to do that to the teacher. <laughs> it was like self, self-preservation. It was like, uh, no. <laughs> I got to tell you, I got to tell you this one story is one of my favorite Nick and Neil stories. And, you know, the, uh, the, I, you know, this is like eighth grade or something or, you know, yeah, I think it was, but no, no, you were like eight years old, eight or nine years old, elementary school. Um, I get this call again, you know, from a teacher just, just really at her wits end, like, Oh, you need to come in for a conference. Okay. So I get off work and we go in there and Nick and Neil are sitting over there and the teacher's like, oh, I, I just, I'm just at my wits end. I don't, don't know what to do. I, I, I talked to him and talked to him and she's, she's going on like this and I'm sitting there 
I keep telling them what to do, and and you know, and they just they they just don't seem to even know what I'm talking about. And I look over there, and they're drawing, and they're just drawing something, and and I try to get them to do the work, and they just they ignore it. their attention span is just like like this long. And do do you have the same problems at at home? And I swear to God, I went. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I swear, without a beat, without a beat. Yeah. And she was just, like, she was like, I was apple like, tree, uh, apple yeah, tree, because she just went on just a little too long. Yeah. You know, and I, I was just kind of like, uh, I'm TMI, TMI here. guy. You know? I'm fading here, and it was just like, I'm sorry, what, what? <laughs> Maybe the, it was the office space. He's like, no, uh, I'll take out, care of this. Get out. <laughs> maybe the maybe the problem here is that you're not engaging him enough. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, can I go now? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what's not? Yeah, do not model any parenting after me, please. No one, <laughs> no one. Um, you know, uh, as an aside, I, I do uh, I, I I do see a lot of sex crime, like federal sex crime cases. Oh yeah, what and, brought that uh, up, pal? Wait, wait, wait! Yeah. You look just looking at me in this camera, right? I, I, I know. I don't <laughs> know what way, it is. Some, something about the, the just backdrop. Case. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Oh, what is it? That was the worst segue ever. <laughs> just as an aside, this uh, I just should familiar that backdrop. <laughs> no, um, did you hear the episode we were talking where I was talking about um, uh, whether or not uh, pedophilia was considered? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. What What is your opinion on that as a neuropsychologist? What What was yeah. the question? No, we were talking on one of our episodes before how I got in an argument with some people because of a study that they did where the doctors made it a basic kind of generic, uh, basically that it was a sexual orientation, not that they approved of the sexual orientation, but that it was untreatable. Uh, I, okay, well, for, okay, there's a lot you have to unpack that. So, so and, and, and I'm not, I don't know that I'm the one to do that, but so my role is to examine certain cases where there is a question of child porn, looking at child pornography or there's possible contact offense or, or, or what's the risk? It's like, what's the risk of this person re-offending? Re, uh, what's the recidivism? You know, is this, uh, why were they doing what they were doing? Uh, and actually, just as, as we were saying, uh, I have an identical twin case where both brothers have the exact same fetish, which is really uh, odd. Um, it, it just shows you that they have, and I'm not saying which the fetish is, but the fact yeah. that they have the same exact sexual interest really speaks volumes, though, to the fact that sexual f interest may not just be something you learn. It may be something that you're born with. But but I, I think the, the argument was not, is it a sexual orientation, but just that you, that you may be born uh, with this proclivity or this this attraction and that you don't have any control over it. But I don't know that that necessarily equates to a sexual orientation yeah um, nor does it nor does it mean that the the psychologist says that oh, it's okay no it's no, okay you know, none you of those doctors hey, that so yeah. none of the doctors on that fucking on. none of the doctors on that paper in that report that i read uh, agreed with what those people were doing yeah they were just right, right. stating what scientifically what they were kind of realizing in the study that they did that's all absolutely yeah the argument is that if you are born and again you know, how does one develop? We don't know how someone one develops a sexual orientation any more than how you develop to become heterosexual. I mean, I don't, I don't know that we have figured that out. Uh, I don't know if there's any correlations. We don't even know. I mean, 
Um, Jesus, Rob. Jesus. That's how we'll figure it out. I got to go read some books. <laughs> Who? Uh, <laughs> There's only one book to read, Rob. Yeah, the Gardener? The Gardener has something to do with it? Oh, no. The, Jesus. The book. Oh, the, yeah. the book. No. The book. There's only how many books are there? The uh, book. Don't get me. Wait, 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 wait. You're, uh, you're an Old Testament guy, though, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's like, no, yeah, the yeah. Testament, the Testament, bro. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm well, a Jew, right? So I have the the original book. You know, I am the, the original. <laughs> the book. It's, it's heavy. It's well, it's actually several books. They're rolled up. You know, it's a Torah. Yeah. You know? So uh, anyway, uh, carrying around a big gold thing, or the big yeah, for one for each, uh, one each for each month. Uh, my my kids are Catholic. Uh, I'm Jewish. We call our kids cashews. Boom, boom. Oh, damn. Come on. Come on. Oh, damn. <laughs> the whole family's nuts. Boom. <laughs> See? I knew you'd get it. I knew you'd get on the net. I am the wrong twin to be in this pun conversation. <laughs> Neil, is, Neil is the pun king. The pun fest. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you call, uh, what do you call uh, the psychiatrist who starts, opens a practice with uh, the proctologist? What did, what did they put on their shingle? <laughs> Nuts and butts. Oh, wow. Uh, odds and ends. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're you're so not open to your own practice. We're having, no, no. Yeah. He's like, I can that. see the sign no. No, there I like that was one of our friend Dustin, his well, old friend Dustin, his his famous thing that he was gonna become a proctologist because his last name was Enfinger, so oh. <laughs> Dr. Enfinger, can you come in, please? Hey, wait, yeah. speaking of disturbing uh, images, they, you know, you're going down I-75 or I-95 or whatever, and there's this guy who does, uh, oh, jeez, uh, vasectomies, and he yeah, puts, yeah. His, pit, and he puts yeah. his picture on there? That, does that uh, bug We've yeah, all yeah. seen it. We've all seen it. Really oh, is it really bugs me. He's got his picture like, yeah, the big head on there. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, it. yeah, and I, he's like all the way to Georgia. He's he's on there all the way to Georgia, man. He's I know. On those and I'm sides. like, what? I don't want to know. Why would your face be on there? I just, <laughs> it's like really disturbing. Because I like I think it goes all the way back to the beginning of the conversation. How how people are are, are especially with the Twitter and the social media. I think it. I, do you think it develops a sense of narcissism, Rob, or do you think it's already there and it's just kind of pulling it out? That we've just never had that kind of outlet for it before, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think it makes you a narcissist. I don't. I think narcissism is, uh, in the clinical sense, is it's a it's a personality type, you know. But not. But but like. But I, think I mean, we all show about, signs it, of narcissism, obviously, or, 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 as humans. Ego, but. Egoism, you know, because narcissism is is a, maybe a little. Maybe it's the wrong clinical term, but but this egoism or this sense that like I'm important. Yeah. I want to. You know, I, you're making me feel important. How many likes did I get and all that other stuff? But. But uh, there actually is a really fascinating. I, I think it's fascinating. There's a Joe Rogan podcast. I happen to like his stuff because Joe, who? He, I've never heard of him. Yeah, uh, he's. He, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think he had a show back in the '90s called. He's got, a, he, he's got a podcast, right? I think. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's probably a small show. I don't know. It's probably the smallest. <laughs> uh, and he has a guy on. He has a psychologist on that. He basically wrote the book on narcissism, and it's a really good podcast. And he talks about the different types of narcissism and different levels. And you know they don't they don't bring up uh, you know the obvious you know archetype yeah. for that. Well, but, why but, why I mean, are we talking about this? Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I know, and, and Joe Rogan kind of calls it out and says, I mean, it's, I don't think it's a question, right? You know, no. but um, but but anyway, yeah, I mean, uh, many many bad things happen 
in social it have the potential to happen on social media and i think it exploits those things to the nth no. degree no and i think i think you talked about before um rob you talked about that human beings have been around for a long long time and we've been like this a long time and we're still like this i mean i don't think anything substantially has changed we're kind of like you know have you ever noticed that the last I don't know, technology-wise, a lot of stuff in technology has changed. But in the last, I don't know, I'll say even maybe at least 50 years, still driving around in cars on rubber tires, still using internal combustion engines. We're still flying on the basically not, the same jet airplane. Well, the yeah, same Tesla jet airplane. <laughs> I said basically. No, I sold it. I sold basically, it. Oh, okay. the, the same jet airplanes. You get a, you're still recognizable as a jet airplane, right? right, right. Still got engines turning on. It's still burning fuel. The whole works. I mean, the only thing that's really changed, like you said, it's the technology is the com- the computational part of it, you know, yeah. uh, that part of it. Yeah. And so, but we're still the same, like you said, we're still the same creatures. We still have the same proclivities. We still have the same faults. It's just magnifying. We're just looking through it through this as, magnifying as, glass. as the engineer on the show would say, uh, Preston, monkeys. We're still yeah. mon- we're, we're monkey. We're monkey, bra- mon- <laughs> we're mon- monkey. We are monkey. Monkey brains. The only <laughs> thing that separates us from monkeys is that we are monkey. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Lots, lots of uh, what was that? That uh, that I was t- talking to Lori last night. She was like, oh, I can't disconnect from all this stuff. I said, It's the monkeys. I, yeah. That's what that's what the Buddhists used to He's say. Throwing poop. The, the 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 your head's full of monkeys, and you've got to give them something to do. If you don't yeah. give them something to do, you're going to stay up. All Man. night, you know. So well, and 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 social media just never lets us forget all the bad things that are out yeah. there. I mean, for people who have, you know, they got reminders to, for it. Hey, remember yeah. this last year? Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember? don't want to remember that. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Too bad you looked at it. It's it's yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like you said, you, you know, also, you know, for the old style guys like me, it used to be we got our news once a day for a half an hour, only a half hour. You got bad news or good news for a half an hour. That was it. And you got you had to purposely sit down. All right, seven o'clock. Okay, Walter. Walter <laughs> What do you got for me today? And he was like, blah, 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 this and It was kind of nice though. Yeah. And, and, but and you know what? You know what the difference was? As people people fucking believed him. That was the fucking difference back then. If yeah. that guy was saying it, you believed him. We don't right. have that no more, you know. Even, I mean, no, listen, <clears throat> it's I think it's volume. Because that was it. Look at the twenty-four hour day. You got a half an hour of it. It's sensationalism. It's All off. of it. Sensationalism. Yeah. But now, now it's a steady diet, you know. And, you, and like you said, it. I think that it's doing something. I think it's doing something to us, and it ain't good. It, you know, it, so. Well, the fact that the fact that uh, Nick, that you and I both experienced, you know, some to some degree, some level of withdrawal or missing it, you know, I think it says something about what it actually, you know, that it is. Some you know it is a um, it is a vice. And, well, it, it was uh, just yeah. something simple like you know Steph and I went out last night, took a couple pictures, and I was like, oh you know, tag me in it when she posted. I'm like, wait, I'm not on there. I'm not gonna I see can't. it. I'm not gonna see it. But I already saw it. I don't need to see it again. But and then I was like, I remember thinking to myself, oh, did anybody like it? Who liked it? Did they say <laughs> <Yeah>. anything? <laughs> you know, like oh, why am I fucking? Why do I care? I don't care. You know, and I, I, like a lot of comedians talk about it. And I think it's like everybody has this little, little sense of celebritism, you know, about themselves. You know, I have my fans, and they comment, and they like my things, and they listen to me. 
And it kind of makes us little plebs, you know, think that we're like those big celebs sometimes because we have that little soapbox we can stand on yeah. every once in a while. Nah, it's I true, though, Nick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're yeah. right. No, I went, on, I went on Twitter just so I could say smart-ass shit to important people. But I'm not really talking <laughs> to them. They don't care. <laughs> right. But, but it's That's just, the one they, they single you yeah, out and you got a light it's shining just, on you. Oh, shoot. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right? Yeah, that would be like a... Uh, but yeah, but but you know when it comes on there, I always think it's pathetic. It's so pathetic when you see people in there. Hey, give me so so many likes and you know or you know so many followers. I need. How come I'm not getting followers? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, ooh. No, the, or or the the shit where people just air their dirty laundry out on there. Oh yeah, like, like holy oh, shit! Yeah. Dude, you realize your whole family is reading this, right? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm reading it. They're probably reading it too. Who, who I took you? this shit. Look at my shit that I took. Yeah, um, take a picture of your poop. Yeah. <laughs> Huge poop in the soil. You guys come look at this. Come look at my poop. You know. I, I, That'd be refreshing for, for that'd be refreshing that they're then airing out all of the mental health issues that people have. Oh, you, you know, know I'm, I like, want to say there's this one girl I follow. I'm not going to say her name. She'll probably never listen to the show, but <clears throat> she is notorious for for I think she has autism, self 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 um, diagnosed. Diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she has uh, multiple personality disorder. Um, she has she every week she has something. That that she is sure that she has. She right. her whole family's had it. Her mom's had it. You know, and me and staff laugh so hard at it because, like, you know, like I just don't understand how. Like, what what is compelling you? Or is it a? It's a. It's an attention thing. I think right. And it's like this need for for look at me. Yes. So, doc, so, so we so we have a. So I don't know how clinical to get in this, but but you know, psychologists and psychiatrists have a term for people who enjoy being the sick role. They, 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 it's not that they want money, it's not that they want, but they want, they, they have a hard time not being, because they get attention. Oh, they, they, yeah, I know what the word is that. Well, uh, you're thinking of uh, Munchausen's. Yeah, Munchausen's, right? yeah. 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 And then there's Munchausen by proxy, by proxy yeah, terrible, with the children, yeah. Ugh, with, I hate uh, hearing the stories with that shit. Terrible. But, um, but we have a, there's a condition called factitious disorder. And factitious disorder is purposely putting, uh, creating a disease for yourself or, you know, reporting it not to get out of work, not to get money, but sympathy, simply, right? to ma- simp- simply to p- maintain a sick role because if they weren't in that sick role, they wouldn't know what to do with themselves. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's not really malingering. Malingering is just you're making it up to get extra money or to get out of work or to, to get this job or whatever. Um, but, but, but in fact, this disorder is a, is a huge problem. And then you just have people who are neurotic, and they just—they used to call it hypochondriasis. Now they have somatic uh, symptom disorder. But I mean, that's more of like their physical symptom, their 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 emotional problems. Since they're not expressing them emotionally in a healthy way, they just get pushed into their body, and it, it is expressed physiologically, um, which is a slightly more difficult thing uh, to to handle. But yeah, when people are telling you about all these problems, um, you sort of wonder. If they're looking for something, they're trying to get something from you. Yeah, I I uh, mm-hmm. I, I know what they're looking for, um, and I, I give him uh, pathetic. <laughs> like, come oh, on, man, get out of there oh, a little bit. But, there, but there's, some of those people are really hurting, though, and they yeah, they yeah, want it's, it's they, they're looking for attention because they're no. I'm sure I'm I'm being mean, but whatever. I I just I I don't I I guess I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you know some people have better circles and you know support. Safety nets, you know, and friendship, you know, that's their well, yeah, think about that. When safety you, net pe- for that. People, but. when they were alone at home, they used to be alone at home. 
There's right. some people who would just, they'd never talk to me. They, the mailman was their big contact for the day, you know, or that was it. And they're, they're homebound or who, who knows what some of these people's stories are. And so, you know, for them, that's their way of reaching out. They don't have an intellectual way to contact people. So that's their way of trying to strike a conversation up. Like you said, it's, it's not the best, but I can kind of get, you know, how people would get there. Yeah, it's yeah. What, it's unfortunate that that those people don't have the insight to 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 acknowledge or be aware that of how they are looked at by other people. So that yeah. that attention is so important, but they they're not able to say, "Is this the best way to get attention?" Or is yeah. or do you think do you I think do that with a lot of things sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> is this the best way that you should be doing this? <laughs> should no. I throttle? Should I tell him I'm going to throttle him? Is that the best way to, to, to connect with him? I, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. I, my last. This is a really important question, okay? And it's the last thing I have to ask you. And and you know, um, <clears throat> you and your wife, Robin. Uh, yeah. do, do you guys? When you guys argue, do you guys ever <laughs> psychology each other? Like mega mind each other? Like. Ugh, oh, you know, <laughs> that's, that, um, but number one, I'm a, I'm a, I, that sounds like a horrible idea, but go ahead. You go. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so Nick, I think Nick knows me pretty well. And, and Ben, I, I, I think the, I, I feel like uh, I'm the same person I am. I mean, yeah, I get more serious at work sometimes, but I'm, I'm pretty much the same person always. And so when I go home, I'm the same person. <laughs> yeah. And, and so when, so when Rot, you know, and, and so I'm a doofus when I go home, you know, I, I you know, and. I say something stupid and Robin will call it out and be like, you know, we use, we use a different language. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, do you guys ever use the, uh, the actual language on each other? And be like, don't yeah, call me a metaphorphin, uh, you know, like <laughs> it's a medical term, you know? <laughs> yeah, we do. We, we do. And, and, and unfortunately our kids have picked up on that and they nice. use those words. <laughs> so they go to school and yeah. call somebody that and they're like, did your son say this about so-and-so? And he's like, well, it's true. I mean, he is. <laughs> your child <laughs> is using hurtful scientific terms. Yeah. Yeah. He said I was overcompensating. Um, yeah, unfortunately, yes, uh, we we do. But but I think it, you know I think if you're a genuine, I don't know if that's the, if it's cliche to say, but if you're genuine in in the way you, that you are, you know, it's hard to turn that stuff off. It's also hard. And, and to your point, Ben, you had said this, uh, or or Nick, you had said this. Did I become a neuropsychologist because it's something I wanted to be, and I went that way, or did it, was I always kind of like that, and then I just found something that I could do that allow me to get to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like you're an artist and, and you probably didn't have to take a bunch of art classes to become a great artist. I, you, I mean, you, you probably it helped. Had an innate, yeah. Yeah. It helped. I have it. it I have it. Uh, the innate, yeah. No, I, I understand completely what you're saying. Yeah, so, so I think, I think I probably, no matter what language I use, I mean, I don't, I don't change it up. Uh, but having a psychologist for a wife, I get away with very little, number one, <laughs> <laughs> very little. And and two, yes. I don't have a psychologist for a wife, and I get away with very little. <laughs> okay, it's just a man, I, that's a man woman thing. I guess. It is. It is a man woman thing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, in, anybody who's married uh, has someone psychoanalyzing them. They're just not a professional. Yeah. yeah. It, no, no. It hurts I, more when they're professional. It's got to sting a bit. Because <laughs> there's like an, an actual genuine knowledge in there. You go look it up later in the book. You're like, oh, oh damn it, that no. is me. <laughs> later on in the bedroom, I'm like, do, do you really think I'm. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Who's a psychologist now? No, no, yeah. Well, Robert, I I want to thank you for coming on the show, man. Um, sure. We really appreciate having you on here, dude. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. We would love to have you back again sometime too, man. It was good stuff. You got your your wealth of wealth of knowledge there. Right. Yes, yes. I, I like I that. Love I to talk to you guys. I need to get you on, uh, on here again and talk to you about more scientific stuff. Yeah, we can I do know. that. Yeah. Like, I know you're I, a big, big fan of that. So I'm a big fan of that too. So, I mean, let's do that. You know, uh, um, I don't know. We'll, 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 yeah, we'll do- I, I heard, I heard that, that Schrodinger's cat comment too. I heard that. <laughs> I was going to push you on yeah. that. I was going to push you on that. I did. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I do like to talk about politics, but, but I, but I, and you know, uh, and I do have you know strong opinions about social norms and and, and you know. Um, no, we understand. You got to you got to kind of keep that stuff on. Yeah, a, yeah you're you're a captain in the army. You're, uh, you know, we understand right. that. And yeah. and so people will know, you know, what our our point of views uh, have no bearing. You know, they are, our opinions are our opinions on. They're right. not Rob's opinions on this show. You know, so I'll put That's that right. disclaimer in the beginning. Well, my opinions aren't <laughs> mine either. So. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> my opinions are my wife's opinions. Because uh, I yeah. know what to do, you know, anyway. Right. No, right. no. No, no worries. Hey, thank you so much. It's been a great, this is a great show. I appreciate yeah, it. You, I'm, I'm happy you've to. lent us amazing credibility. And some someday I'm going to get rid of this hairdo I've got going on back there. That... <laughs> you, you have? Oh, you have, oh, you're growing, you're doing the... Uh, See the, that? I like the, that hair. I like it. It's the, good the stuff, leaf, man. The leaf thing there. I don't it's know. a little wispy. You probably need a trim. Uh, I would oh, go with... <laughs> That's really why I joined the army, so I could just shave my head and just make it just, look, you know, more natural. You know, yeah. oh, he's in the army, so I liked it uh, when you had the earbud in. That that's a good look. When you always when you shave your head and you put an earbud in, you look like automatically like you're on Star Trek. The, the <laughs> oh, I'm a huge Star Trek fan, man. Oh, yeah. you already knew. You already knew that. Yeah. Next <laughs> gen, next gen, we next do a whole gen. Show or, next. Oh, no, how about original? You like original? OG? I got to tell you. I, that's I have it in my bathroom. It's in my bathroom wall. I have the all the the, the whole cast and everything. But but it, it was a little. It was a tiny bit before my time, and it wasn't quite long enough. Uh, I, I'm a next gen guy. I, I, I that is my. I, I definitely I, a next gen guy myself too. I mean, Picard? I do love the original show, but is Picard coming back? Is he coming back? Oh yeah. God, I hope so. Yeah, they, I, I laughed really they so did hard. away with it. They did but, away with that. that what uh, that that whole channel? Picard. No, I no, got no, CBS. I have CBS, CBS on my TV right now. Yeah, but I thought they they scrapped CBS uh, whatever. Uh, no, because they just oh, released uh, the new season of <clears throat> um, Discovery, which which season three of Discovery just released. Okay, what, like, I don't know. And they Maybe they something else. Yeah, I mean, I have CBS. I mean, that's what I've been watching all the news shit on. All right. So. <clears throat> all right. Good. Good. That's good. Well, I just want to say uh, the last you guys talked about it, and I was listening. I was actually driving out. I think I was. I don't know where I was going, but I I, uh, I was laughing uh, uh, quite a bit. Uh, you guys were talking about. Uh, I think Ben, it was you were saying. I don't know if it was you or Nick or maybe it was Neil. I don't know. But you guys were saying. You guys, when you're putting them through these stunts, you know, um, oh, that was, yeah. here, and you're like, <laughs> he's an old man. He's, 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 a, he's a national treasure. <laughs> don't hurt. Don't throw him across the room. Like, quit throwing you know, that old man hurt. around like that. You're gonna break him. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I laughed so hard when you guys said that. Uh, my wife and I, you know, whenever we don't feel well or whenever you know we just want to relax and get our ma- minds out, we, we and there's a whole. I, we all have all these theories about why Next Gen was such a good show, a standalone. You know, a great great thing and our kids love it too so another time i'd love to talk about that oh rob is there anything that you wanted to uh 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 what's the word i'm looking for promote plug yeah plug plug real quick is there anything well 
We, I mean, I, we have a general uh, neuropsych practice, so we do we do clinical, we do you know forensic stuff. But uh, if people want to take a look, we have a pretty nice website, and uh, it's called theneuroco.com. www. T H E the neuro n e u r o co. dot com. It's uh, it's short for the neurocognitive consultants, which is our which is our uh, our website, our company name. Um, and it's for you know uh, adults and kids, and um, you know the whole the whole age range. So that's what we do. Well, and cool, we're here man. in Long here in Longwood. So awesome, dude. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Rob. We appreciate it, bud. <clears throat> All right, fantastic. Well, you know, thanks again for joining us. Like like we mentioned before, and a uh, couple things. You know, make sure you check out my uh, other uh, website and podcast, The Record of Mortimus, and it's at obisia.com. O b y s s i a h. Uh, make sure you check out the other BenNelson.com. Check out some stories that my dad does over there. Um, and then uh, just real quick, uh, this episode was produced by Darkwaters, executive produced by Ben Nelson Jr., edited by myself, Nick Nelson, and mixed and mastered by Preston Hardwick. Thank you. Join us again next time. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks. <laughs>